This is the Visit the Zoo podcast, episode number 37. Today we hear about the red-handed tamarind, the jungle terror, and a lot more. Hello and welcome everybody to the Visit the Zoo podcast and this is episode number 37 and I am your host, author Frederick Fishman of the 120 Animal 12 volume Visit the Zoo series of Kindle books, print books, audiobooks, and this podcast. And I want to thank you again for joining me as we explore the animal world. And as you can hear from my voice, I can barely talk. So I was sitting here thinking, you know... Should I record today or not? Should I move forward or not? And I thought, you know, it's Monday and I want to get this episode up to you and it will be forever memorialized in the way I sound. So I thought I'm going to go ahead and do it anyhow and you'll just have to bear with me and, you know, maybe get a chuckle or two as I struggle trying to talk. Anyhow, welcome again to the Visit the Zoo podcast. I want to tell you that we've got our merchandise store in full bloom, and it's up and running on Zazzle, that's spelled Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com, slash Zooswear, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R, Zazzle, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com, slash, forward slash, Zooswear, Z-O-O-Z-W-E-A-R. I am uploading almost every single day, really, beautiful watercolor artwork and photos that I think you can find a a great selection you can choose from to put on t-shirts, long and short sleeve, men's, women's, children's, young adults, even babies. So you may want to check that out. Another good way to get to it is by going to my podcast site, my website at zooanimals.info. That's zooanimals, plural animals, dot info. My author website is at frederickfishman.com, and that's spelled F-I-C-H-M-A-N.com. And if you want to support and help everything we do here on Visit the Zoo, you can go to my Patreon site at P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash visit the zoo. All right, no more torture with my voice. Let's get to it. Well, I have to get back into it. Sorry. I've got three zoo news articles that I want to read to you. And one of them, the first one is a little disturbing. The second was a little curious. And the third one is amazing. So let me go to the first one. This is a press release from the Associated Press of only a few days ago on June the 21st, 2018. This is from Belgium. And the title of the story is A Lion Was Euthanized After It Escaped in a Belgian Zoo. A Lion on the Loose was forced has forced the evacuation of Belgium's most famous zoos on Thursday, and the animal had to be killed after several failed attempts to sedate it. The Plaquendal Zoo was evacuated for several hours in peak school trip season as security tried to get the female lion back in its enclosure. When it got close to an area with visitors, the decision was made to shoot it. It became dangerous, and after the advice we got from police, the crisis team decided to eliminate the animal. Until then, no visitor or staff had been in danger. The lion got out just after opening time, so few people were at the zoo, which is about 19 miles north of the capital of Belgium in Brussels. 
The zoo director said it was a gut-wrenching decision. This is a nightmare for every zoo director. A dangerous animal escapes with a risk of people getting harmed. We love those animals, and it's a tragedy. He said we tried for three hours to get the animal back into its enclosure, but several attempts to sedate it also failed. Now let me read you as a story from the local rag here, the Arizona Daily Star. This is dated um, a couple weeks ago. The title of the story is Dive Bombing Cooper's Hawks. They're protecting their nest. A Cooper's Hawk is a large bird with a wingspan of about 12 to 20 inches and they live about 12 years in the wild. Arizona Game and Fish Department received around a dozen calls in the last 10 days about Tucsonians being attacked by Cooper's Hawks but the department describes the encounter a little differently. Mark Hart, a department spokesman, said it's not really an attack. It's a deterrent to discourage people from getting too close to their nearby nests. Southern Arizona residents have reported hawks swooping down and striking them in residential areas, but there really isn't anything the department or citizens can do. If you kill one of these hawks, you could face a fine of $750 or six months in jail. There are a few steps you can take. They're usually active until monsoon rains arrive later this month. By the way, for those who don't live here in the desert in the southwest, monsoon rains usually sweep in from the south, from Mexico, off the ocean in July and August, and they're fairly intense and heavy rainstorms in a short period of time that dump a lot of water and this is when most of the reservoirs in the area fill up. A department spokesman said that as young hawks grow, Tucsonians may see one on the ground rather than picking it up, leave it where it is. The parents will continue to feed the fledgling until they are large enough and strong enough to fly. And finally, this is a really fascinating story. The story is from a few weeks ago, and the title is Animals Are Busy Having Conversations All Around Us, Say Scientists. Two-way conversations once thought of as uniquely human are common across the animal kingdom, says scientists. The whistles of dolphins, low rumbling of elephants, soft chirps of naked mole rats, and the rapping of clawed frogs might be somewhat lost in translation. But according to a new scientific evidence and study, they all follow the turn-taking rules of human conversation. Researchers from the UK and Germany have found that animal communication was not well understood despite the studies of birds dating some 50 years ago. Lack of data, ironically, poor communication between scientists had hampered direct comparisons of different species. Some species were impatient chatters, Certain songbirds waiting less than 50 milliseconds to reply to a conversation. At the end of a scale, slow-talking sperm whales exchange clicks with a gap of about two seconds between turns. Humans lay somewhere between typically 200 milliseconds before responding in a two-way conversation. And humans were not the only species that considered it rude to interrupt. Both black-capped chickadees and European starlings practice overlap avoidance. The researchers wrote in the journal the Royal Society of Biological Sciences that if an overlap occurs, individuals become silent or flew away, suggesting that overlapping may be treated in the species as a violation of socially accepted rules of turn-taking. Well, now, that sounds familiar now, doesn't it? The team proposed a new framework for animal research to study this phenomena of animals talking to each other. 
Such a framework would allow researchers to trace evolutionary history of this remarkable turn-taking behavior and addressing long questions about the origins of human language. We come now to a section where I give you three mystery animal sounds, and let me see if you can guess with what they are. I don't know whether you're going to get these or not. I doubt it, but you never know out there. There may be some pretty sharp people out there. So let's start with this first one and see if you can guess what this animal is. That's the first animal sound. Let's go to the second now. Okay, and finally, here is our third animal sound of the day. And let me do that one more time. There you go. Our three animal sounds for today. Now we're going to go to the animal description part of our show, our segment, where I lift off a piece of uh, the audiobook. Uh, this is from Volume 2, I believe, of the Visit the Zoo 12-book series. And this particular description of this animal is of the red-handed tamarind. Now this thing uh, is really fierce. It's small and furry, and it really couldn't do too much harm to you, but it is very aggressive. It is mean. It is nasty. I can tell you that after visiting, I think it was the San Diego Zoo when I saw the enclosure, if you get too close to the glass or that enclosure, that tamarind will start screeching and yelling and charging at you, and it, it's pretty scary. But anyhow, here's a little bit about the red-handed tamarind. Okay, let's take a look at one more little creature before we leave the small mammal building. Well, this little fella does not look happy, does he? See how he is snarling at us? He is called a red-handed tamarind. His hands do more look yellow than red. It must be because of the artificial light. The reason he doesn't look happy may very well be because of where he lives in the wild. Tamarinds live in the Amazon River Basin in South America. They live in countries like Brazil, Guyana, French Guyana, and Suriname in the jungle. Their families usually have four to 15 members and they are naturally aggressive and spend a lot of time defending their territory. The families are dominated by a single female and the juveniles are taken care of by the father. They are wonderful climbers and can leap from tree to tree in distances of over 60 feet. Their bodies are between eight and 11 inches long and they are lightweight little dudes, weighing in at only one pound at most. Their tails are 12 to 17 inches long. These tamarinds eat protein. They are meat eaters. They eat small insects, small animals, lizards, spiders, and frogs. But trying to eat them are birds of prey, like eagles, hawks, cats, and snakes. So it is understandable why they are so aggressive and mean-looking. All right, bye, little guys. See ya. Time to move on again. 
It's a little bit about the red-handed tamarind. All right, let's go back to our animal sounds. Let me play the first one, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. I could do an entire episode on this one animal, the giraffe, because it really is the iconic African animal, that and the lion and a few other animals. But when you think of Africa, you would think of the giraffe. It is the tallest terrestrial animal on earth. There's only one species, and of course, it's marked by its long neck and powerful long legs. They live in Africa from the country of Chad in the north to South Africa at the southern tip of Africa. They inhabit savannas and woodlands. They are gregarious and they can gather in large groups. They're preyed on by lions and hyenas, African wild dogs, but one kick from a giraffe can kill any of those animals. They have powerful, powerful legs. It's estimated there are 100,000 in the wild and about 1,200 in captivity. And like I said, they are the iconic, graceful, beautiful animal of Africa. Now let's move on and play our next animal sound. There is another iconic bird, that is the flamingo. Beautiful red in color, long legs, long beak, and it's a type of a wading bird. It, its name comes from the Portuguese or Spanish word, which means flaming. It has long legs, like I said, but usually they only stand on one leg. Scientists aren't really sure why both legs can support the body, but they think maybe it's to conserve heat while they stand in water, but they're not really sure. They have webbed feet, and they're good flyers. There are six species of flamingos. The biggest is 3.9 to 4.7 feet tall, and they weigh about 8 pounds. Their wingspan is 37 to 59 inches, and they are the national bird of the Bahamas. They are social birds. Groups can be in the thousands. Let's go now to our final and our third animal sound, and let me see if you guessed what it is. three times for you. That is the longhorn steer, or better known as the Texas longhorn. And it's another iconic animal of the state of Texas in the southwest. And it's iconic because of its set of huge horns that stick out from its head. Now, those horns can be as long as six feet from tip to tip. They are descendants of the first cattle brought to the New World by Christopher Columbus in 1493. The Spanish also brought this animal to the New World from 1493 to 1512. They come in various colors, tan, red, and even gray. They have long legs, and they're a little bit skinnier than the cattle you think of and that are raised today. They are gentle in disposition, and they are intelligent. Their numbers have had dwindled, but efforts for a comeback have been successful. And so that is the Texas Longhorn, and those are the three animal sounds, mystery animal sounds for today. And today I've decided to go back to reading a poem for you. And this poem was written by... And I don't know whether it's a gentleman or a lady, but his pen name is Sudarshan and published in October of 
2013, and the title is My Visit to a Zoo. Today I went to the zoo and had a lot of fun. We packed our lunch and set out in the heat of the sun. We saw many animals and birds too, from tigers to peacocks. All creatures are in the zoo. The giraffes are so gigantic and tall, and the monkeys jump all around. The elephant lifts its trunk so high, like it's going to reach the sky. Two crocodiles lie behind the fence, and four hippos lying in the mud. A couple of zebras prancing on the other side. And if you haven't seen the beautiful deer, you should. We heard the lion roaring loud, and after that, people began to scream and shout. Finally, we saw the magnificent cobra. But as beautiful as it seems, it's dangerous without a doubt. We had a lot of fun for the day, and now it was time to go back. But we will return another day and see more animals and watch them play. And there you go. That's the episode. I can't believe it's finished already, but somehow I got through with my scratchy voice, and I think it got stronger as I got as I went through it. So thank you for sticking with me and joining me today for another episode, episode number 37 of Visit the Zoo. I would encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review wherever and however you listen to this podcast, whether it's iTunes or one of the 12 directories that the podcast is on or here at my host at the website that I use as my podcast central, that's Zoo Animals, that's plural, zooanimals.info. And on that site, you will see links to all the books, the print, the Kindle, audiobooks, DVD, and you also see a link at up, up at the top. At the very top, you'll see a tab for the merchandise where you can just click on that and go right to the merchandise site. My author website is at frederickfishman.com, F-I-C-H-M-A-N, and you can help and support everything we do here at Visit the Zoo by going to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash visit the zoo. Thank you once again. It's been great to be with you. I hope you join me again next week. Take care and bye for now.